I guess. There's nothing wrong with people that drink Miller Lights. He just looks like one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you yeah. for backing me up here. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Revved Up Podcast. Thank you for joining us wherever you choose to get your podcast. Thank you for watching us on YouTube. Make sure to like and subscribe, rate and review us. My name is Marwan Osmond, and I am joined, of course, by the one and only Edgar O'Neill. Edgar, what's going on, man? You know, excited to talk Singapore today. You know, there are so many different ways we could start this and so many things we can talk about. It's almost like overwhelming and intimidating. But, um, you know, instead of having this meta conversation about what we can talk about, (laughs) we can just pick something and start talking about it. And that would be the qualifying session, which is okay. where I want to start this thing off with. Um, you watched it live this weekend, that was, right? Um, yeah, I did, actually. I watched it live. Yeah. Look, you were texting me, and I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Um, that's because I'm, I'm at the point where, for whatever reason, no matter how late I stay up on Saturday, I'm, I'm waking up at the same time at, oh. like, 7.30 or 8 o'clock in the morning because of yeah. work, which is not a place where I want to be, but it's where I am. So anyways, I woke up, I watched the qualifying session and, you know, it was one of the most ridiculous, entertaining qualifying sessions we've had in a while, especially considering there was no rain, um, Mm -hmm. nothing, nothing insane like that. But there was a moment in Q1 where all the cars were on the track and you could have told me that there was 40 cars on that track and I would have believed you. It just, the way they were all spaced out and set mm-hmm. up, I think there was one shot in particular, you you saw at least eight cars on one straight and it was just ridiculous. The whole qualifying wow. session, everybody was getting in everybody's way. They were all complaining and mm-hmm. I loved every second of it. Um, now in Q1, of course, we had the crash by Lance Stroll. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't know if you were able to watch that live or see see it later, but yeah, uh, just you know, hey, the old me would mm-hmm. have used this as an opportunity to say negative things about Lancelot Stroll, okay. but Wait, I that like to think me? that I'm I'm an evolved person, okay, and um, this it happens, okay, okay. You know, it, we hate to see that, you know, Lance Stroll get well soon. Hopefully, we'll see you in Japan. Yeah. All right. So there was that um, big red flag. The whole qualifying session was paused. And oh, I got to say also one thing that I do like to do is uh, I may start about like 20 to 30 minutes late when I watch these, because Mm -hmm. now, you know, I factor that safety car red flag time in. So, you know, when I start, boom, just hit that fast forward button. So little, little pro tip for for those of us who record f1 races i'm sure that there are purists that just heard you that are so angry look man these races start at like one o'clock in the morning you you're asking a lot from us over here in the east coast um the united states yes no one ever cares about us uh this for for whatever reason this whole the whole world should be catered around east coast time but we don't have to get to that right now the Um, the east coast of the united states or I guess oh, North America. That was a joke, by the way, for any international <laughs> audience. I have to make that clear. You know, we're not that important. Yeah. But now, so moving on from that, we had Q2. And obviously, the biggest takeaway from that was Verstappen and Sergio Perez both knocked out. Now, the Red Bull was struggling all week. Mm-hmm. Um, 
free practice qualifying session. It was sliding around out there. The drivers were complaining. It wasn't looking great for them. So the outcome itself probably wasn't a shock, um, but I just can't get over hearing the words. Liam Lawson has knocked out Max Verstappen in qualifying. Those words are just ingrained in my memory forever. And I hope Lawson gets it like crocheted on a pillow. Honestly, he always has it there. He can retire today and yeah. he will be probably top 10 most accomplished F1 driver in history <laughs> just from that alone. Yeah. Um, Showing up Danny Rick right now. Yeah. Um, we, we'll talk about Liam Lawson later, maybe. Yeah. Um, but no, nah, so the Red Bulls were out, knocked out in, in Q2. And so we had, we had that. We had uh, poor Pierre Gasly. You know, he was also, so we had Max Verstappen P11, mm-hmm. Sergio Perez P13. Sandwich in between them was Pierre Gasly. I'm sure he was struggling in qualifying sessions like, ah, oh, you know, I'm back here in, in, in P12, but I'll just make quick work of all these cars around me. Then boom, he looks around, he's sandwiched in between two Red Bulls. But uh, no, P6 for Pierre Gasly though. So solid performance anyways. Um, wait, P6? I thought Haas, oh wait, is that? Okay, never mind. Yeah, P6 for Pierre Gasly, solid performance. Uh, But no, overall qualifying was just kind of crazy. Q3 itself wasn't like anything wild. It was just those events that led up to it. And then, yeah, ended up with Carlos Sainz, George Russell, and Charles Leclerc starting P1, 2, and 3. Like I said, Max Verstappen and Sergio Perez back there, P11 and P13. So, Edgar, I ask you this. Going into this race, you see this interesting lineup that we have. Now, mm-hmm. you have Max Verstappen, P11. Were you, like I'm sure many other people, thinking, all right, it's only a matter of time before he's he's leading this thing by... 100%. Yeah. And- I really, yeah. I mean, I knew, I knew that there were struggles in qualifying, but since I didn't watch it and I only saw, you know, the standings afterwards, I kind of just assumed that the stroll crash you know all of that just may have affected um the performance but and so yeah even at p where they start 11 and 13 or mm-hmm. 12 11 and 13 i yeah. thought they were gonna cut through yeah i mean based on previous history we saw it in miami where um max verstappen i think it was p12 i want to say he's back um, yeah yeah he started back there and he ended up yeah flying through everybody carving up through the whole field um, this track in particular is a little bit more tricky for overtakes. And mm-hmm. I guess the performance leading up to that, that the race, we mm-hmm. saw nothing from the Red Bull that would indicate that they have the car and the power to go up there and uh, just carve through the field. Also, what was interesting was the tire strategy that they had with Max Verstappen. Um, and I think Sergio Perez, uh, they started them on the hard tires mm-hmm. and the goal the hope was you kind of just run those tires as long as possible and hope for a late safety car that lets you switch them out. And then you're on fresh tires with uh, not a lot of time left and you got a free pit stop. But unfortunately uh, you didn't account for these other cars like the Alpha Tari or who was it that, that caused the safety car? I actually, I think it was Logan Sargent. um, He caused the safety car with, yeah, with the carbon fiber that he was driving That's on you. Which I have, I, 
something about that makes me question something else that happened in the race. So I just need to remember to put a pin in that. Okay. Uh, now I'm, I'm very intrigued to get to that and we'll make sure that you don't forget what that thing is. Um, but no, the safety car did end up coming earlier in the race. And honestly, um, in, in that moment, I think nobody was celebrating more than those top five drivers who were, yeah. who were saying, Hey, we need something here. Cause otherwise these Red Bulls are going to fly right past us and get a free safety car in the end. But nah, they got lucky. Um, those drivers all, all got, all dove in the pit and something interesting happened with Charles Leclerc, where he was kind of delayed getting on those new tires. He ended up dropping some places and it was, well, that, it was when they double stacked him too, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. so, why did they, why do they think they can do that? <laughs> look, <laughs> sometimes you just have to know yourself and Ferrari is not at the point yet where they know their strengths. Maybe they're feeling themselves a little bit after that qualifying session. Yeah. You know, like, like, Hey, oh, we got P1 and P3. Look at us. We're, we're on top of the world right now. Let's bring them both in, bring them both in. We got this. Yeah. No, mm -mm. I, <laughs> I can tell you my exact thought process was like, okay, Carlos is coming in. Wait, they're not going to double stack, are they? They are going to double stack. It can work. Oh, it, no, it didn't work. <laughs> it seems like we um, we can't go two races in a row without having without a Ferrari victim, um, yeah. a Ferrari driver being a victim of Ferrari. Uh, unfortunately, this race was Charles Leclerc. Um, you know, he he did start on he started on the soft tires, which I honestly thought he was going to cruise past his teammate, but. Um, no, I mean, there's, there's a, there's a conversation to be had there, which we will have shortly, but overall, just this race, um, what did you think? Fun, entertaining, uh, compare it to these other races we've had this season. Um, not as entertaining as the Italian or the Dutch for me. Um, I, it wasn't exciting. It was an it was an interesting race for me. It wasn't that exciting until like those last five laps, and I discovered a new metric on how to decide whether it's an exciting race. Let's hear it. If they do pit wall interviews, hmm. okay. they brought in Zach Brown to talk from the pit wall. Sometimes they'll bring in Gunther, uh, and I'm like, oh, because they don't. I feel like not every race gets a pit wall interview, and I'm like, the pit wall interview I feel like is usually when there's like some downtime. Yeah, I always find those to be kind of distracting. And like, mm -hmm. you know, I'll get, get out of my screen or get, get out of my ear. I'm, I'm trying to well, focus on this race. Else is happening. Yeah, I know. And, and you know what, that actually, that this is a theory worth, worth following up on. We'll, we'll have yeah. to keep it, keep an eye on that. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like if I was an, if I was an F1 team principal, I'd be kind of annoyed. Like I'm, yeah. I'm not, I'm not trying to talk to you right now. I'm trying to watch this race. But, but they're um, like, Zach, Zach, nothing else is happening. We know you. Actually, Zach Brown's probably all about it. What are you saying? Yeah, Zach Brown's probably just, yeah, he's he's probably drinking. If I had to pick a, a Formula One team principal who secretly, you know, sneaks sneaks a, a, a Miller Lite in, into the paddock, I would have to pick Zach really Brown. really American for him, huh? Look, I'm, yeah. I'm not... I'm not trying to stereotype the man, but I am trying to stereotype the man. Okay. He looks like someone who drinks Miller lights. Okay. Nothing wrong with that. No, that's fair. It's good. No, nothing personal. It's, it's, it's okay. I guess there's nothing wrong with people that drink Miller lights. He just looks like one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you yeah. for backing me up here and endorsing what I just said. <laughs> now, uh, like you alluded to that, that final stretch that we had was honestly some of the, the best racing that we had, um, all season, um, just the the decision by Mercedes to get those cars onto fresh medium tires was 
a great call. Um, yeah. They didn't lose any places from doing that. I was honestly, I was wondering like, what, what's going on here? Why is nobody taking advantage of this? Um, but the Mercedes did, and they were just flying through those last couple of laps, uh, yeah. made quick work of Charles Leclerc, and then caught up to Carlos Sainz and Lando Norris. Now, all right, take me, take me through your mindset watching that battle. What, what was going on through your head? Um, immediately I felt like, and you know, this is, this could be hindsight. This could be hindsight. I felt like Carlos and Lando were in sync and like prepping for what was coming. Yeah. And there, that was, I think done on purpose by yeah, Carlos yeah, Sainz. Um, yeah. I want to, I want to talk about Carlos Sainz a little bit in a second, but like just seeing those four and yeah. they were talking about constantly, you know, the gap between first and fourth, seven yeah. seconds, six, five, four. And that was just so exciting to watch. Um, yeah. yeah. We need Max Verstappen to start to be knocked out more often. You know, yeah. that's, that's how we get races like this. Yeah. Though, you know, maybe they were pushing too hard. One of them was. What happened? Yeah. Yeah. It, and I felt so bad, even though, you know, I have no reason to feel bad. You know, I'm super removed from this. Um, Cause it was like after Lewis was like, what did he say? George needs to speed up or George needs to get yeah. out of the way. If he's not yeah. He said something. George needs to pick up the pace. Yeah. And then. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And look, I think I, I didn't really watch too much of the post game pressers, but uh, post race pressers. Um, but I, I was interested to see, Hmm. Who does George Russell blame for this one? Cause yeah. you said you felt bad for him. I did not feel any sort of pity for him at all. Um, oh. now look, it, they've all been there. Um, we've yeah. seen it happen to Lewis. We've seen it happen to Max. Um, I think Baku in 2021 was one of those wild races where Max and Lewis both were leading the race and ended up crashing out. Um, but no, it was, um, it was definitely, uh, and what, what just happened moment there. Yeah. Uh, I really couldn't believe what I was seeing. Um, and then I was like, hmm. Now, do you think Lewis secretly wishes it happened like a couple laps earlier? Not, of course, he. No one would wish for their teammate. Yeah, to right. Crash, yeah, of yeah, course. Yeah. No, 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 no. But I mean, look, he had the pace, I think, to catch up and probably get past Lando Norris and challenge Carlos Sainz. Yeah. Um, but uh, his teammate did not. But, anyways, moving on from that, unfortunate for George Russell, but mm -hmm. great for us. Okay. It was it was a great good performance. Good for Lewis. Good for Lewis. Podium, podium for him. Um, now what did they say it was his first podium since last year. I, I thought he podium this year, didn't he? Did he? Oh no, it was that he didn't win any races last yeah, year. Yeah, he didn't win any races, and this was as good an opportunity as he probably would have had to get back to winning races. Um, yeah. Now, I gotta say, there was a moment in it was after the safety car where. Um, the Red Bulls didn't swap out. They they stayed out there. I think it was the mm -hmm. first safety car. And everybody else did. And they were all just passing, flying right by those Red Bulls. I got to think that, you know, Lewis Hamilton, he's someone that has been to the mountaintop. You know, he's a seven-time world champion, all-time wins leader. Mm -hmm. I got to imagine passing Max Verstappen might have been, and I'm not exaggerating when I say this, probably the happiest he's ever been in a Formula One car. Just that oh, wow. one moment. Honestly, I can um, see that. Yeah. Um, 
no, I'm completely joking, by the way. Um, I can see him being very euphoric. I, I think um, he's he, he probably like felt a, a little bit of extra. It's not the same as passing somebody else. If it was anybody yeah. else, I'm sure he would have just kept it's it. It's just moving. like an under the breath. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I'm sure he like looked back for a second, you know, just he's like, this one was personal. I enjoyed this one. But not all of them, honestly, probably felt that. That's just that <laughs> is about a year and a half's worth of pent up, just getting fl- flown by, lapped 30 second gaps. That's that was a year's worth of that just just being let out as they all just flew past Max Verstappen and Sergio Perez. Mm. Who, I mean, they, all, they all feel bad for Sergio at this point. Yeah, you know, I mean, hey, Sergio Perez was kind of like mirroring Max Verstappen's race, but like worse, which is, yeah. I guess, kind of places back. Places yeah, back. I mean, I, I would say that's just like that's the story of the whole season, honestly. But yeah, both the Red Bulls were a non-factor in this one. Now let's talk about the man of the hour, though. Carlos right. Sainz Jr. Right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah that's right. Now, tell me about, tell me about how, you, how you re- reacted to his performance. What are your thoughts on that? I, again, I have always been a fan of Carlos Sainz. Um, I feel like when he moved to Ferrari, um, he was labeled as second driver which is accurate but i don't think it was as second driver as like people were putting on him you know does that make sense yeah and because he's a solid driver and ah i'm not saying he's like ferrari's number one now because i think there's too many problems within that team right now to have a number one um but i have already always felt that his and charles level of driving were similar okay um all right so put it let, let's put a pin in that one we're gonna we're gonna circle right back to that conversation because i do want to dive into that but uh just regarding his performance that this was one of those all-time great performances that oh, yeah. I, that i've seen from from a driver methodical. Um, and wait what methodical that that's a great word yeah. Not, <laughs> Damn right it is. That's what I do. Great work. <laughs> but no, just that strategy that he employed there where he was basically, I mean, it was, he said it himself. It was, yeah. uh, he said he got a radio message in his ear. Uh, the Mercedes are catching you. Um, and he said it's on purpose. Uh, he's, mm-hmm. he's slowing down on purpose. He's, he was he giving wants, Lando Norris DRS on yeah, purpose. He wants Lando Norris to be a buffer between him and the Mercedes. Um, I thought that was a genius. Um, honestly, just yeah. uh, nothing. I have zero negative things to say about Carlos Sainz. Now, as you may or may not know, I was something of a detractor um, going into this season, you know. Yeah, know. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, okay. <laughs> um, but I have to I have to give him credit where credit is due. He's um, he's outperformed. He's outperformed Charles Leclerc. And we can now have that conversation of who the number one driver is it's kind of been floating around in in the air for a little bit this whole season just the underperforming uh the underperforming races that we've had from Charles Leclerc and Carlos Sainz overperforming honestly those two things combined we now have this level of uncertainty so I'll just ask you straight up who's Ferrari's number one driver uh I still think that there should be one but it's still Charles now yeah like when you say you don't think there should be one, what exactly do you mean by that? What do I mean? I mean, 
I haven't seen enough from either for me to say that one is definitively better than the other. And honestly, at this point, I don't think one is definitively better than the other. I think they're pretty on the same level. Okay. And I mean, that's fair, but we've kind of seen this throughout Formula One, where mm -hmm. if you, you're better off having a number one driver than having two good drivers, I would say, or two drivers that go back and forth. Mm -hmm. um, Who won the battle at the Italian Grand Prix? Yeah. Mm -hmm. In Monza. Um, yeah. were, oh, it was uh, Carlos Sainz. All right, Carlos Sainz is the number one driver. Yeah, uh, this season, <laughs> wow, okay, that was definitive. <laughs> this season, he's, he's looked like it. I mean, he's driving like it. Um, mm -hmm. But, I mean, one season isn't enough, I would say, to make you the number one driver. Otherwise, George Russell would be Mercedes' number one driver <laughs> right now based on the season that he had last year. So okay. I, I want to say, um, overall, it's still Charles Leclerc. Yeah. Um, I still have him as that number one driver. Um, not by a lot. Yeah. And if this trend continues by the end of this season, I might actually have a, a different, uh, a different opinion on that. Um, but no, like I was saying, we, the, the Red Bull strategy, uh, Mercedes, when they were dominating, the strategy was, Hey, let's put all our chips into one of these guys, you know, lift them up. And that's all we need. And as you can see with Red Bull, I think Max Verstappen, I don't know if it's still the case, but he had more points than a lot of these constructors. So look, uh, Ferrari's got to figure it out. And if there was a team that I was less confident in figuring this out, it would have to be Ferrari. Yeah. yeah. This is probably the worst team that could have this happen to them because we don't know who their number one driver is. And I know sure as hell that Ferrari doesn't know who their number one driver is. Yeah. Um, I think they're flipping a coin right now. Every race, they just flip a coin. And that's how they decide because well yeah it might be they might feel that it's carlos now just because um what's the other stat this was fred vasseur mm -hmm. it Bassard. was his first win as team principal and yeah. his first win as team principals with carlos hey this is uh in our show's history the first time talking about a race that wasn't won by a red bull so yeah. look at that Ooh, look at breaking that. This, records this is uh, this, uh <laughs> A crazy, crazy time in our history. Wow. Um, that should have led the top of the show. <laughs> it, mm -hmm. Until Japan, where Max and Sergio probably end up one and two. But hey, let's That's just happened. Not that we want them to. Let's just enjoy this. We don't have to look ahead just yet. And mm -hmm. honestly, let's let's just stay stay right here. This race had a lot of. Honestly, we we saw a lot of highs and a lot of lows from this race. Uh, yeah. A lot of drivers kind of just fluctuating everywhere. So let's do let's do this new segment here where we're gonna give it a try and see how it goes. All right. Okay. The good, the bad, the ugly. One driver for each of these categories. I will go first. All right. Give you all three of mine. Mm -hmm. Now, for the good, I'm going with Liam Lawson. Um, he overperformed his car, his qualifying, everybody around him. He 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 did. That's that to me is one of the biggest factors. I mean, if you're if you're a, a Red Bull and you start in P12 and end up P3, I don't really give that too much stock because that's honestly what you're supposed to do. Now, if you're in an AlphaTauri and you finish anywhere past P15, that I think deserves an applause. So good on you, Liam Lawson. I give you the category of the good. 
Now, the bad is Mr. 200 Races and No Podiums, Nico Hulkenberg. Um, the Haases were looking pretty solid in qualifying. And then as they do, um, they get passed by everybody, run mm -hmm. into some problems, and boom, out of the points, P15, and we forget all about them. Now, someone who we did, we did not forget about was Fernando Alonso, mm -hmm. who gets the ugly today. Now, okay. this is now this kind of hurts because he's he's someone that's kind of won me over recently, Fernando Alonso, mm -hmm. and um, yeah, this one this one was uh, kind of surprising, um, but he, the car was was struggling for him too, just like the rebels, and yeah. you know he had his penalties, and then that was that. Uh, okay. Yeah, that was that. Um, it was it was a wrap after that. Fernando Alonso, a race to forget. Those are yeah. my my category, my winners for the good, the bad, and the ugly. Now, what do you have? Let's hear it. For good, Lando Norris, because I feel like we haven't really like celebrated the fact that he just took a McLaren to P two. Okay, and he defended. I mean, for only like two laps, but still, he defended from Hamilton. Okay, so yeah, so my good's gonna be Lando. Um, my, I'm going to go to my ugly first. Okay. Um, or actually, no, I'm going to go to my bad first. No, I'm going to go to my ugly first. Okay. I don't, okay. Cause I don't, my bad and ugly, I'm very confused on because remember what I wanted to talk about um, earlier and we were going to circle back. This is it. Oh. So my ugly is also going to be Fernando Alonso okay. because I was wondering how he came in last when, um, Logan Sargent is on the grid. Yeah, he's on the grid, but spent all that time with dragging the carbon fiber on the track. And then he had to get a new front wing. Yeah. Um, I think it's just the timing of it all where his penalty definitely hurt. Yeah. And then he had an incident too. I think um, he, he spun out or something happened with uh, Fernando Alonso there. Yeah. I remember, uh, I remember seeing the radio message that he was like, the car is undrivable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. I think, okay, so my bad is going to be Logan Sargent, which led into us having the same ugly of Fernando Alonso. Okay, wow. So there, it's it's a little connected there. The bad led to the ugly. Okay, yeah. that's that's interesting. And I was wondering if we were actually going to go through this whole show without mentioning Lando Norris. I knew that you, <laughs> as the, the McLaren fan, would never let that happen. And I entrusted you to make sure that we didn't. So yeah, Lando Norris, by the way, great performance. We have to highlight that. Um, solid drive from him. Uh, yeah, it's, it's uh, it, Oscar Piastri, not as much. Uh, some unfortunate circumstances there. Um, but yeah, I got to celebrate Lando. He's, he's, he's doing things with that McLaren. Um, yeah. But yeah, moving on though, um, let's, let's hit up this lightning round. Anything that we missed that, you know, we, we may want to talk about. Um, Valtteri Bottas, I know you regret leaving that Mercedes. Just he he won't he won't admit it. He'll never admit yeah. it. But I know for a fact that he regrets it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> My God. Yeah. Well, he signed on. Him and uh, Joe are going to be teammates twenty twenty four. Yeah. Well, hey, good for him, I guess. If that's yeah. what you if that's what you want, then then sure, go for it. Um, my but, off track thing that's been kicking around in my head. Have you seen the AlphaTauri rumors and stuff? uh no i have not so it, again this isn't a big deal but they are so it, they are rebranding for 2024 they're not going to be alfatari anymore 
mm-hmm. but they're also seeking new title sponsor. And so far, apparently, the two rumors, one was Hugo Boss, and the other one would be Adidas. Okay. And I would kind of want Hugo Boss on the grid just because then they would have to be decked out in the outfits, and I feel like that would be hilarious. <laughs> and then on the second thing of that, because I was researching this, I don't know if you've ever been to the AlphaTari website. I have not. So they sell clothes. And one of the clothes that they sell is a heating jacket. Oh, hold up. I got to find this. Yeah. Through an app on the phone, you can control the temperature of the jacket. It's like $600, $700. Okay. But I was like, oh, so this is what AlphaTauri does. <laughs> wow. they. This is a straight up street, street fashion, high end. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. Alpha Tari, and honestly, these are these are some nice jackets, man. I gotta I, honestly, I, I remember they, when they I think they rebranded in twenty twenty as Alpha Tari from Toro Rosso, and like they were like, yeah, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a clothing line, and it never like hit me until like I was just seeing like who their new title sponsor would be. Hey, I mean, look, if you're not if you're not gonna be winning races, you might as well try and look good. Yeah. I don't know. That's, that's, that's all I got for them. But yeah, ladies and gentlemen, that concludes another episode of the Rev Up podcast. Thank you for joining us. As always, we try to do this thing following every race. We'll be back here following Japan. Uh, one o'clock start. We, we staying up for that, right? Oh, yeah. We're partying. Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, we'll be back for the Japanese Grand Prix. Until then, peace. Toodaloo.